legacy I don't care if they remember me Only Jesus Welcome again to another podcast. I am, once again, Dreamwalker1960. Today, we will continue our look into the Olivet Discourse, which continues into the 25th chapter of Matthew. Special note. Now, as I have established before, these studies of the end times have an influence from the John F. Wolford Prophecy Commentaries. In these four books, Dr. Wolford, who taught at a Baptist seminary, covered all the angles at which humans approach the return of Jesus Christ and the tribulation. I have taken this honeycomb of knowledge, as well as reading the Bible itself and studying it as required of all who call themselves Christians to do, then squeezed out the honey of all the sources through prayer and supplication, and am presenting to you, the listener and readers, a condensed version of all this knowledge to help you on your pursuit of coming to know God more personally in your own lives. This is not just me spouting out my own personal theories, but the condensed knowledge of thousands of scholars over nearly 2,000 years of study and speculation. Now on with today's study. A change of topics. Now that Jesus has answered the two questions posed to him by the apostles, Jesus continues the discourse into a deeper teaching that he wants the disciples to hear before he could not teach them. Here again, he starts this teaching with a parable. The parable of the ten virgins. Matthew 25, verses 1 through 13. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough oil for their lamps, but the five who were wise enough to take along extra oil, when the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, they were aroused at the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil, because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, We don't have enough for all of us. Go to the shop and buy some for yourself. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the doors were locked. Later, when the five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, Believe me. I do not know you, so you too must keep watch, for you do not know the day or the hour of my return. This parable deals with the rapture. Within it is a very complex imagery of belief and preparedness, as well as Christ stating he may be delayed. Let's try and look at the imagery presented here. First off, we have the bridesmaids. The word bridesmaid is in itself extremely important to understand for within it is referring to salvation itself. In other books within the Bible, Jesus Christ is referred to as the bridegroom, and the Christian people are the bridesmaids, just as the Jewish people are the brides to God himself. Now note how the wording is done in the first verse of the chapter in the King James Version. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps 
and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Went forth to meet. This is humanity using their free will to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior and journeying forth to learn more about him through prayer and reading of the Bible. This is signified with the statement, which took their lamps. The lamps are lit, which again points to acceptance of Christ and salvation and the filling of the Holy Spirit. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps, and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Note, it must be said that throughout the Bible, oil is used for anointing those chosen by God. It is seen as the symbol of the Holy Spirit. So all are filled with the Holy Ghost, for their lamps are lit and have oil. Thus, this is talking exclusively of only those who can truly call of themselves as Christians, in the literal sense. Now, if the lamps are to stay lit, it shows we must be prepared. This is accomplished through reading the Bible and seeking to understand it. Since we do not know when the groom will appear, we must stay within the word of God and live our lives accordingly. We must live our lives in agreement with the Bible every day, for we do not know when Jesus will come. Thus having an active part in our relationship with God through Jesus Christ with the aid of the Holy Spirit. However, as is shown in the parable, there are those that do not. They live their lives in and of the world, and so are not prepared for his return. They are the foolish. They are the lukewarm. However, note this next verse. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Jesus makes it clear that in their eyes, the bridegroom, Jesus, will tarry, will delay. We also see that in those words, that all that accept Christ will fall asleep. We all wander and become distracted. This has been the case for well over 100 years. For all of Christendom has fallen into a sleep in which most do not live a righteous life, but a life which is more associated with the world than with God and the teachings of the Bible. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. The cry is the warning signs that we are taught to look for, which at this very time are being seen and heard throughout the entire world. So the virgins, the bridesmaids, are instructed to go to meet the bridegroom. We are instructed to fix our lives and get back on track and return to our path of faith and obedience to the word of God and a rejection of all that is of the world, even down to our possessions. Then all the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Those that did not see the signs and did not prepare or trim their lamps, soon enough find they are not prepared. Also note that their lamps were no longer lit, meaning they were no longer filled with the Holy Ghost. They had foolishly ignored it. So they turn to those that are prepared for the return of Christ. 
So they tell those not ready to go and read the Bible and learn the truth and get their lives in order. Now remember, this parable is speaking only to the kingdom of heaven. This is only talking about those that say they are Christian and were saved. Then Christ returns and the rapture occurs and those not prepared are left on the earth. Those on earth scream up to heaven and say, Here we are, Lord. We are ready for you. And per the Bible, Christ's reply will be, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Which, as I have established in a past podcast, Who are the Lukewarm Part 3, is a Jewish legalese response, which does not mean those he is talking to were never saved. It means they are not worthy of being welcome into the wedding feast. They are left here to suffer the torments that are to follow for the next three and a half years. They must now accept Christ's decision to leave them and refill their oil, then preach his word. They must suffer insult and injury as well as persecution. They will be offered the mark of the beast and many will accept the mark. While those that do not will accept their fate and suffer pain and agony as they are beheaded. They will become the martyrs of the tribulation and will number in the billions. Many cannot accept this view. However, it is not me that I have an issue with. These are not my words. This is the way the Bible was written, with all the verses taken into consideration. They are taken in context and do not add to or take away, as we are instructed to learn and follow per Galatians 1. So let us look at Revelations chapter 7. Revelations 7, 9 through 17. After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, all of the nations and kindreds and peoples and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with the white robes and the palms in their hands, and cried out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood around about the throne, and about the elders and the twenty-four beasts, and fell before the throne with their faces, and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving, and honor and power and might be unto our God for ever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in the white robes, and whence they came? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are those which came out of the tribulation, and have washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sunlight on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them unto living fountains of water, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. God, through Jesus Christ, never abandons us. It is always humanity that falls short. And so, due to this, billions will finally come to see the light and come to know Christ and allow themselves to become martyrs. Parable of the Three Servants and the Talents of Silver 
Matthew 25, 14-30 Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it into portions to their abilities, and then left on a trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had received two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit your money in the bank and at least have gotten some interest on it? Then he ordered, Take the money from this servant and give it to the one with ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw the useless servant into the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This parable deals within not just salvation, but the spreading of the word of God to others so that they too can partake of the wonders and glories that are given unto all that are faithful in the eternal life to come. Those that are faithful to the word of God and spread it faithfully and accurately are blessed and given more responsibility, while those that receive the salvation and hide it and do not share unto the world the teachings of Jesus Christ are not welcome in the house of the Lord and are cast into the pit, well, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Do not hide your faith and believe in God and His Son, Jesus Christ. Do not defame the Word and the teachings that are within the Bible. More importantly, share your faith to the world. Do not hide away the fact that you are a Christian. God bless. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world 